Hi, everyone. I am here with author and activist Vanessa Ferlano. She's here to talk about her book, Human. Vanessa is a truth teller and quester with an ambiguous final destination. She strongly believes we owe it to ourselves to persistently explore what serves us within the confinements of ourselves, not as we are told by others, to choose the versions of ourselves we want to be. As a writer, she strives to keep her voice authentic and honest to address questions of our human nature through her own experiences. Vanessa lives downtown Toronto with her rescue dog, Ivy. They're up at the crack of dawn for a mindful gratitude practice and then burn off all of their energy so they can stay focused for the rest of the day. Hi, Vanessa. Thank you for joining me this morning to talk about your book, Human. Thank you. Thank you. So for, super excited to be here. And I'm super excited that you're holding the book up. <laughs> awesome. It's yeah. just different. When I when someone shows it to me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's my book. I've got my own, but it's just different when someone else holds it up for you. You're like, oh I get no. that reaction a lot from <laughs> authors. That is so funny. But it's a beautiful cover. I love it. And I'm assuming that's yeah. that's you on the cover. That is me. That is me like pre-COVID when I used to go to the gym quite regularly. Oh. But I, I don't think my back muscles look that nice anymore, <laughs> but it is yeah. me. Yes. I, I get it. I haven't been to the gym either. So. <laughs> so let's just jump right in and tell me what human means to you. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think human human the book is is that journey of being human um you know i think that and that to me is what being human is it's, it's that sorting and shedding of all these things that we're told you know we're told we're supposed to be this by society we're told you know by our parents we're supposed to be this and i think that being human is actually about just shedding that understanding that a little bit better and really just coming down to the root of who we are as human beings you know the emotional self and and really understanding um who we are at our core and being able to nurture that and comfort that and just be, you know, we don't need to be anybody. We can literally just be. And that that's really what being human is to me. Yeah. That's such a profound thought because we're always thinking about in terms of vocation or, you know, I, I don't know. We did not always do we get to the core. And that's what I loved about your book. So um, another hidden theme, um, on the surface, your book is about an inspirational story about overcoming hardship, but um, you make it clear that there's this overall call to humanity. Why is this important to you and where did this come from? Um, that is a great question. <laughs> um, it's so deep. <laughs> it, it is, right off the bat. <laughs> uh, no, it's great though. I mean, I think that like to me, I think everyone's experienced hardship, right? And in, in some form, I think there's always as, as human beings, that's just normal, right? We all go through things and trauma is trauma, pain is pain, loss is loss, happiness is happiness, right? Like we've all experienced it. But I think there's a, another level after that, that we just, we kind of hit this wall and it's like, so what? We've all experienced trauma, but, but so what, you know? Um, how can we give that back now? You know, that's kind of the next step that I want to take. I think, yeah, it's great. We, we can acknowledge our hardships and our traumas and share that. That's wonderful. But how can we use that and give it back now? How can we change society? How can we develop and create this humanity and then impact our society? Because they are different things, right? And I think that's 
that's really why it's important to me. It says, okay, great. Like we've acknowledged all this. What's the next step now? What can we do more of? How can we now we've changed ourselves. Our perspective has changed. And if we've truthfully gone through this entire spiritual journey and we see ourselves differently, we will look around at other people and we will want other people this, to have the same thing, to be able to you know, provide and be able to be at their most optimal, right? And so we want to, that's how we need to give that back. And I think that's kind of the next step. And that's really why it's important to me. And it just came from my own journey of that. You know, I had gone through that journey and realized, hey, I've been through a lot of stuff. Um, I've sorted myself out now. And I think I'm much better at functioning at my, you know, my true self. And I want everyone around me, whether it's my sister or my mom or my family or the stranger that I crossed this morning when I walked my dog, you know, I want everyone to have that opportunity to just be their truth, be their truth, be their true self. That is so profound because oftentimes we get lost in ourselves and our trauma and we don't take that next step or, and, and that next step is probably what you're saying is what life is all about is helping others because you've been through it. And, and that is so mature. That is such a mature way to look at everything. I'm so no, it, impressed. I'm so it, oh, <laughs> it is, it's, it's, it's compassion is what that is, right? It's that, yeah. it's that compassion. Like I've been compassionate to myself and what I've been through. So I now I'm going to spread that compassion and that love to people around me as well. Yeah. And that goes into my next question. So that hidden theme in your book is self-love and self-compassion and opening our hearts to ourselves so that we can open our hearts to others. So how does this impact your call to humanity? I think that, yeah, I think I kind of touched on it earlier talking about, or I just like very briefly mentioned that there's, you know, the difference between there's humanity and then there's society. Right. And I think humanity is, is us being able to function and be at our highest vibration, right? But then we have society that is very different. You know, society is 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 a system, right? It's just we are thrust into this economic engine and that thrives off of inequality. And so we're continuously having to strive or reach from equality for equality, but mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. They actually cancel each other out, right? So, yeah, yeah. but we've created this system, you know, this economic engine, this capitalism structure, like we've created this. And by ignoring the needs of humans, by ignoring these voices of all these people that we've pushed into these oppressive states. And, you know, we could easily reverse that if we were a little bit more compassionate and operated at our higher vibration of love. But we can't, you know, uh, we can't really talk about love like that because it's, it's, you know, it's really, it's wishy-washy, it's silly, it's, you know, it hasn't really been allowed, right? And, and especially by those who are, who have created this structure that benefits them. They're so far removed from it, so far removed from the inequality, and they probably have completely forgotten what it is at this point. And we can't really change any of that. We can't change what's around us with love and compassion until we give it to ourselves. And that's why it's, it's very important to this call to humanity is that once we give it to ourselves, we can then give it back to around us. And if everybody did that, we would then create change in our communities. And if there was change in our individual communities together, we could have a different society, different way of living, a different world that maybe we could all thrive at our own optimal true self. Yeah. Yeah. That is so thought provoking. And I, I just love that to start with yourself love yourself, and then extend it to humanity. And it's so simple, but it's, <laughs> it's simple, I mean, but it's, it's hard. Say is what I mean, but it's not so simple to put into practice. 
No, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's a journey, you know? Um, I think a lot of times we always talk about it like it's, it's just, you know, there's a finish line and it's like, there isn't, there isn't a finish line, you know, it's, it's a choice and you actively make that choice. Every time you choose self-love over self-hate, that's a choice. Every time you choose to, you know, not fall back into this old thought pattern or this old way of believing in yourself, right? Every time you, you don't do that, that is a choice that you've made, whether you're aware of it or not. Mm -hmm. um, but it is hard, right? It was really like, you have to train yourself, especially because our structure of society doesn't really allow us to do that right it yeah. wants us to fit here and that's it and so you have to really like train yourself it's a journey yeah it is a journey it is so um you talk about a little bit about diversity in your book um so how have you experienced it in your life um and how does it tell us how it played out in your book yeah i mean so I, I grew up, um, I'm half Mexican, half Italian. And so I, I grew up, you know, with that immigrant mindset and, and um, you know, I think that, which was really work, work, work. And I think my parents were very proud of that. I think it was definitely a point of pride, um, not even just my parents, but, you know, their ancestors, their entire bloodline, right? I think there was, it was a point of pride, but I also think some of it was probably a little bit of fear. You know, I think that when you're, an immigrant, like you're brought into the country to do what the ruling class tells you to do, right? And so I think for them, you know, they had to really work really, really hard uh, because at any moment a job could be taken from them, right? Um, and and I think that a lot of that, you know, growing up that way, a lot of people that I was around, especially when I grew up and when I was young, didn't really have to worry about that. You know, they, they came from the ruling class, so they didn't really get that. And so for myself, I felt that I never really belonged. Um, and it's very hard. It's very hard to grow up like that as, as a child, right? And then I think as I grew up and, and I, I, can't, I come from the tech space, um, I've been an executive um, at a gene therapy company. I manage a biotech portfolio. Um, I've been an angel investor as well. I do lots of different things in tech. And um, you know, being a Latino woman in tech is also very challenging. Um, you know, there's a lot of also personal trauma that I've experienced. And I was sexually assaulted when I was 23. And I think all of these, all of these different experiences are just, you know, as a woman, like how my, my, I, I felt like I never had a voice. Right. And so I think that, um, all these things have inspired me to create these opportunities and spaces for those who feel the same, for those who also feel that they don't have a voice, whether it's from a, you know, personal issue from mental health, from a spiritual perspective, or any, you know, even if it's just the society versus the inequality perspective, you know, these things, all of these things, they have inspired me to to inspire others and empower others to create these spaces to, you know, make sure that they can feel heard. And I think all these things, I think all these experiences kind of subconsciously prepared me to write the book as well. Um, you know, I had to, I had to access all of that and it was hard. It was a lot of, you know, meditation, lots of yoga and, and um, it all came together in that way. And really what prepared me to write human, because I had gone through this journey. Yeah. I found these avenues to hear myself. But I also know, I look at the challenges of people around me, again, looking at the societal structure, I know other people need to have that space too, to know that they're heard, but you can't be heard by others until you're heard by yourself first. And so I think that's, um, you know, that's really at the end of the day, what I'm trying to do and what, what also human is about is that whole journey of, hey, I heard myself, 
right? And now I hope others will also take that opportunity to hear themselves too. I love that. I, I just love that you're so inspirational. You've been through it and you're saying, hey, I've been through that. So this is my journey and I hope it helps you. And I, I really love that message. So you talk a lot about change. Um, what changes did you see in yourself as you were writing? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think um, it's, it's funny because the changes, you see different types of changes in yourself, I think, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I'm the biggest change, like from a physical perspective, and, and I'm not talking about like appearance, but I mean that physically when you, when you take time to understand your body and to literally be in your body, you know, things like, like trauma, it's heavy. It's a weight, you know, like it lives in the body and it's, it's actually heavy. And as I was writing, I could feel myself getting lighter, you know? <laughs> um, and, and because, you know, you're writing and you're putting your emotions out. I was complimenting it with a lot of yoga, a lot of meditation, which I still do, which of those things help you release tension in the body. So I could like physically feel myself lighter, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's a very, it's a very beautiful experience because again, it's really that connection to the body and yeah. especially as someone who was sexually assaulted, right? Like to have to get to know your body again, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a very, very beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also say my perspective changed, you know, that was, that was huge. And again, that's over time, right? Like over time, you're just perspective on, on how you see yourself, right? Again, you start realizing what's yours and what's been given and thrown at you from everybody else. And when you sort of find that divide, you're like, oh, oh, this is mine. Oh, cool. Like I own this, that's yours, but this is mine. And yes. it's a very empowering journey. And it's, 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 um, you know, it is, it's, it's a whole change in perspective and, you know, you clear all that stuff and now you have space for all the things that inspire you and empower you. And again, now it's like, because you can be so truthful to yourself, that's what you want for everyone else around you to be their true self all the time. Yes. I love that because I never looked at it that way where you're creating, um, physical space for yourself or, you know, just, of weight lifted. I, I'm a writer as well. And I have written and I have healed and it's, it is a, it is a lighter feeling. And I guess I just never attributed to that whole heaviness. And once you let it go and I, I know I have changed through writing too. So that is amazing that you've been able to pinpoint exactly the benefits of it. So how does this change, um, impact the translate into impacting the greater world when it comes to equality and diversity um and are you involved as an activist in ways yeah absolutely um i think that so um i will be at the end of the month i will be in uh, calgary alberta and i'll be doing a talk for women tech makers um and it's sort of this like ambassador program um affiliated with a uh, google developer society i think awesome. <laughs> um but the the topic there is uh progress not perfection um so very much those themes of diversity um I will also be announcing some philanthropic initiatives this later this year, which I'm super excited about. Um, but um, you know, all those things again, that's really 
that's how I'm creating change, right? Like it's again, I've gone through my journey and now these are all the ways that I'm gonna go out there and create change. You know, there's the speaker, there's the talks, all those things are really about connecting with people. It's again, those spaces that these are people, let's make sure we have the space so people remember, hey, you do have a voice and let's find it, right? Um, and then I think when it comes to philanthropy, that's the exact same thing, like really making sure, like, how can we sponsor, promote and fund these initiatives that create spaces for voices to be heard and especially in, you know, minoritized communities. So um, that to me is how all of these things really translate into change. And it's always going to start at the community level. And then over time, it just becomes a little, you know, incremental changes. And then there's a lot more widespread, widespread growth over time. Yeah. I just love the sense of giving back because um, I think some people who have been through trauma um, or just in general living your life, you don't always think that your messages might be resonate with other people and they absolutely do. And you just have to have the courage like yourself to get out there and talk about it and and that just is what amazes me about your book, Human, uh, and everything you're doing. Um, so if you had something you wanted the readers to take away from your book, what would it be? Um, I would say that, you know, no one else can hear you until you hear yourself. And, you know, you can't do that until you look inward at who you are, why you are the way you are why you believe you are the way you are and just start shedding all of that programming to get to you. Um, you know, from there you, you'll hear others differently and then find ways to give that back to everyone else and to inspire change. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. So where can we find human? You can find human uh, on Amazon. You can also find human if anyone's in uh, Miami, you can find human at the life to paper bookstore, beautiful little bookstore, uh, woman owned. Uh, they also have a publishing arm. It's great. Um, and then it's select chapters indigo stores in Canada. Uh, you can also check out my website, uh, vanessaferlano.com and Instagram, uh, Vanessa Ferlano is my handle. Um, you know, stay in touch with me so you don't miss, uh, um, any of the philanthropic initiatives that I'm like really excited to announce and other speaker engagements um, yeah. and some music coming up too. So. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to see everything you're doing. It's going to be thank incredible. You. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for joining me this morning. Uh, your book is so inspirational and I hope everybody will pick it up. Thank you. Thank you so much.